the Messiah's Branch Broadcast, a one-hour prophecy program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Greetings, saints, and welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We're broadcasting live from the hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date, of course, is January or yeah, January twelfth, in turmoil, most still don't realize it, but we are in that time of the end, and that's the time before Messiah, of course, return. So it's time to get out of sin, the world, and look to the holy city. Look to that one who suffered and died for you. Did you not hear the sound of the shofar? Folks, really, you need to heed the warning and get right now before it's too late. But of course, it's always too late, because, you know, really, we don't, we're not promised tomorrow. You could walk outside and get hit by a car or truck, that'd be kind of hard here in my city, but Anything can happen to you. So you need to be right for Yeshua at all times. So if you need help after the program, call me. I'll pray for you with you. If you get the machine, leave your name, number, prayer request, and or message. Phone number, 316-619-4886. Because of the robocalls, please text me first. You can always find updates with the breaking news all about the Wichita Mission Church, radio program archives, all that is in our ministry hub, which is very simply prophecyhour.com. That's right, prophecyhour.com. Remember, we are a national satellite radio program, which is simulcast live on the net internationally on some independent FM stations for different MP3 streams, Twitch, Rumble, Phone Bridge, picked up by every podcaster out there. And on another note, let's thank our listener base, places like Dublin, Ireland, Kawasaki, Japan, Madrid, Spain, and of course, cities in the good old United States, such as Richmond, Virginia, Orlando, Florida, and San Jose, California. Hutchinson, Kansas, you seem to be hitting it big this last week anyway. When, that's folks, when people listen to our programs, when they become a podcast. Right now, it's live radio, and I have no idea how many people are listening, but I know it's a lot. Anyway, by the way, uh, if you get a chance, text me. Let me know what city you're hailing from. Anyway, a prayer will bring on tonight's guest, and I'm sure you're looking forward to who tonight is. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua, Hamashiach's name we pray. Father, I pray radio at night goes according to your will, not our will, Father. And please give everyone out there ears in which to hear and understand the truth. So please, Father Yahweh, and your Son, Yeshua, Hamashiach's mighty name, bless this program tonight. Well, of course, Pastor Carl, we missed him in December. We'll talk to him anyway, but Pastor Carl Gallops is on tonight. He's a best-selling officer. He's a senior pastor since 1987. He's a talk radio host. He's been heard nationally and internationally on TV, and he's also a radio guest commentator, former decorated Florida law enforcement officer, and founder of P.P. Simmons News and Ministry Network. He's also a member of the Board of Regents of the University of Mobile in Mobile, Alabama. Carl's written, I think it's 12 books now, The Rabbi Who Found Messiah. Um, the Magic Man in the Sky, 
uh, final warning, be thou prepared. When the lion, <coughs> when the lion roars, God's enthroned. God's of ground zero, the rabbi the secret message and the identity of Messiah, God's of the final kingdom, masquerade, the summoning, glimpses of glory, and his newest book is Yeshua Protocol. Now, this book here tonight, you know what I call this book? This book is that we're going to talk about, it's a book of many treasures. Yep, that's what it is. It's a book of many treasures. There's so many different things in this book, but yet it all weaves in together, but... It's just astounding. Are you there with me, Carl? I am. Baruch Hashem Arunai. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Gadol, Gadol Arunai. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Brother, thank you for having me back. I'm, I'm just honored to be with you again, Pastor Dan. Sorry we messed up in December, or I messed up. I'm, I'm sorry about all that, but it's good to be with you tonight. Well, December's a funny month because, you know, I take off at a, you know, for... Anywhere from three to five days, you know, because of my anniversary on the 23rd. And that, but you know, it's always kind of hard. We, we don't really get to go too many special places because, uh, you know, it's, it's Christmas on the 25th and, and we take care of the people on the 25th. But the problem is, is though everything is just doing something different, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. So, which, by the way, how did, did you have a good Christmas with your family and church or? Yeah, we did. Thank you. No, it's sweet around the church. The whole holiday season from fall to, to, uh, you know, to late winter, all in that incorporates several feasts of the Lord that I think are directly connected to the conception event, the birth event, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So I just love that time of year. And, um, yeah, the sweetness in the church, power, doing a lot of ministry and missions as well. And then in, in you know, my family. I'm very, very blessed right. and uh, got a sweet little family and uh, got to spend a little time with them. Thank you for asking. Yeah, well, it, that's the blessing, you know, uh, time with family. I, myself, I just look for the, some private time finally with my wife, you know. Yeah. <laughs> get out by ourselves and, and, you know, I have family all the time. I've got a son sitting over here. He does helps me do radio and got another one across the street with his family uh, in their house. But they help me in the ministry. It would be almost impossible without them. Yeah, yeah, that's you know. amazing. And I've got a son in the ministry as well. He's a pastor, and, of course, he deals with a lot of uh, um, uh, folks that are caught up in addiction. They have a huge addiction ministry. I think I've told you this before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's deeply involved in that as well. So, yeah, so isn't it wonderful to have amazing wives? You and I both married way above ourselves. We try, yeah. Not, yeah, we try not to tell anybody that. But, anyway, and, uh, and, and we have amazing kids that minister along beside of us. So we are blessed men indeed. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. And, and yeah, them women, boy, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you what, if, if if my father, the Lord, does not get my attention, you know whose attention he gets? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. guess that one. Yeah. I call, I call my wife all the time. I said, you're, you're the Holy Spirit in my life. I'm telling you, when God can't get through, he gets through to you, then you get through to me right in my face. And I know that's the Holy Spirit, so I call yeah. it that sometimes. Absolutely. I'm almost a tear of laughing thinking about it, but it is the truth. Amen and amen. Well, you know, uh, he, he gave us women, as, you know, as our helpmate to make us complete, to make us better. And truly, truly, I wouldn't be the same without her. And so I'm so very thankful for her and for family and everything. And I'm really thankful for this book, Carl. And now I've said this about other books before that, well, you knocked it out of the park and those things, but... 
um, I, I, you just keep getting um, better. I guess I, I don't even know the words to, to properly say it. But this book, I'm, this book is a book of many treasures. Thank you. Uh, I all, all praise to the Lord. But thank you, brother. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's all woven together. And so I'm trying to uh, pick a place, and I'm getting right yeah, to this. Yeah, good luck with I, that. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're trying to pick a place to land. I know. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, there's the point. Um, last time we talked, we talked about, because I found it so amazing, you know, all the, the numbers and the crosses and all that. Wow, that was just mind-blowing and still is. But all of the book is a book of many treasures. I really found it fascinating how, I mean, I'm going to say several things here, and I yeah, know there's yeah. no way you can cover all of these, but I, I'm just going to say it because to me it's so interwoven. You explained something that the entanglement really got me because it explained two places in one. You, there's what you did. You gave some scientific facts that proves how, you know, we've talked many times about portals and, and you know, being in one place or another, you know, and moving around, but you didn't explain it. You use some scientific fact to explain all these things like entanglement and that light holds everything together. Well, my goodness gracious, Yeshua is the light of the world. Um, Bible codes. Now, the Torah codes really got me. Maybe we should talk about that, the Torah codes and knowledge increasing and and what word the Torah codes found out on. I guess that's a way to take it. Start there, I guess. Okay, uh, you just raised four huge revelations and subjects. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you mean? That's where we're going to take it. You mean those are the many places where we will take this? I don't. <laughs> I love you, brother. Thank you. Well, listen, I had a good time writing this book because so much of it just came out of all of my decades of researching and writing and preaching and teaching and conferences. But then, of course, you and I live, and your audience, we live in very prophetic times. And in the last few years, just a handful of years, or maybe a double handful, all kinds of explosion of knowledge and technology has come. Now, it's been exploding since the 1950s as far as a literal on-the-curve explosion, which I talk about in my book as well. But, I mean, in the last 20 years, the last 10 years, even the last five years, it has literally just shot straight up into astro space as far as a chart goes, the, the curve of knowledge and, and technology. So, so you know, and, and as I was watching all of this unfold over the last decade or so, I began taking notes. I started preaching on it. But before long, God just gave me a download, and you're holding it in your hands now, where I saw how it all tied together. It just ties together. Everything is connected, brother, and it is. The Bible says that, and life shows us that, and over and over again we're hit with that. So that's what I do in this book is I just show you the protocol, and your audience knows what that means. It just means, like, military has protocol, doctors have protocol, scientists have protocol. It's a set of defined rules. God has protocols, the Yeshua protocol. Yeshua has protocols about how to interpret his word and how to connect that word to things that are happening in our life. It's not just a willy-nilly, random, oh, you know, looking for bunnies in the clouds kind of thing. This is hardcore, as you said, for everything from the Yeshua codes to quantum mechanics to, oh my gosh, to the ancient Hebrew pictograms, and there they are right before our eyes. Uh, to understanding Hebrew linguistics and the ch and the changes that the whole language has gone through, and now we see why. And then, of course, I key in on uh, the Gospel of Luke, 
with the guys on the Emmaus Road after the resurrection. And I start the, fir the first five or six, seven chapters, five pages each, and the last five or six, seven uh, chapters, five pages each. I, I tell the story. I put you there, third person, uh, excuse me, first, excuse me, third person in the narrative. You're there watching it happen. You're there on the Emmaus Road as they're fleeing for their lives. You're there when Jesus enters the upper room and how those guys on the Emmaus Road even got there. You're there when Jesus appears on the Emmaus Road and then finally reveals himself as they sit down in a, in a little restaurant, if you will, a, a, a little inn in, in Emmaus to, to, to share a meal together. They begged him to stay, and that's where he reveals himself. That's what the scriptures say. So I put you there, and I put you there as it happens. And then I put you there as Jesus teaches his disciples. And the scripture says four or five different times, and I've got all these quotes in the book, that in those 40 days, Jesus revealed to his disciples, and the word in the word of God is, everything about himself in the scriptures, beginning with the law, continuing through the Psalms, and going to the prophets. Everything. So what Yeshua Protocol does, of course, I, I don't know everything Jesus reveals. A lot of it we're just now finding out in the last decade or so. And so I just interjected all that I could and all that God downloaded to me. Uh, there, there may be a second and maybe a third edition of this book. I don't know if he keeps downloading, but I just revealed to the writers what it is, what it was that Jesus revealed to those disciples. Because you've got to ask yourself, Pastor Dan, when we get... To the New Testament, written a uh, half of it, written by tax collectors and fishermen. The other half, written by an apostate rabbi who throws his whole career away by the name of Paul, <laughs> and 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 becomes a Christian and becomes the Pope of the early church, if you will, the bishop, the uh, the father, the grandfather to the whole early, uh, early church. Well, how do these guys understand the Deep connections to quantum mechanics, to the ancient Hebrew, to the letter pictures, to the codes that are in the Bible, to, to word meanings and the nuances that come to life only in our days, yet the hints to all of it are right there in the New Testament, and they've always been there right before our eyes. They've always been lying in the Old Testament. So that's what I'm trying to reveal, and yeah, and you're right, so you talked about Quantum mechanics and entanglement. You talked about you talked about quantum mechanics and photons and light, and you talked about the Yeshua codes. Which one do you want me to do first, brother? Those are three deep topics. Okay, first I want to comment, but you know my brain. If you want, I can unload some more because there's more than that in the book. Yeah. Okay. Justin, report. Yeah. Okay. Let me say this. Let me say this, Carl. Um, you know, as normal, I love your storytelling that you tell. You know, you tell it the first and the end. But here's one thing that that really catches, and this is I want my audience to know what will catch you about the storytelling. There's some miraculous things that Yeshua does. That's the first and the end of the book. Well, but then when Carl, you Carl, go into you each. By the time they get to the end of the book, they they go well. That's a lot. It's a lot more believable. You understand what I mean? The I the miracles that he does, well, you you use these different things to explain how those things are possible. And I almost really did. I almost felt like banging my head on a wall, you know, uh, when I read it, because 
well, that makes sense, and it's been there. And, you know, it, it just really, really blew me away. I thought that the, the yeah, wow, well, there's a lot to go in here. Maybe they, maybe the Bible codes, the Torah codes, whatever you want to call them, um, let's start with that and see where that leads. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we we can talk for hours about that. And, of course, I won't, so I'm Well, I'm that's okay. Well, you've well, got about 40 minutes. Yeah, well, I'm going to encourage your audience, <laughs> since I'm giving you the short form of it, you might have questions still and say, yeah, but what about this and what about that? Go to my book. I think I answer all of them in the book. Yeah, and plus, they are answered with references to scientific sites, to to all of the research done with the Torah codes and the ELF, equidistance letter spacing, etc. Now, I even put in there the bad stuff, how the author of some of, the, of those original books that made it all popular for general consumption, how he kind of went off the deep end and started thinking that he was holding the key to becoming a, a foreseer of the future, and 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 that just kind of shad, uh, put a shadow of cast of doubt over the whole thing. But the original inventors were Israeli scientists and computer scientists and computer code writers and and um, physicists and people like that, and they came out strongly rebuking the guy uh, who had originally written the books that brought it to the world. So I cover all of that. I don't hide anything. I'm not trying to make it say something it doesn't say, and. And I only use two examples of the Torah code, which I'm getting ready to share with your audience what that is, and those examples. I only use two in my book, even though there are thousands out there. And you can go to websites and see all this stuff. But I was not making this book about the Torah codes. But it's right. these two examples are mind-blowing, and I have direct connection to them because I've got two different Hebrew speaking people born and raised in Israel who have confirmed both of these things for me after I saw them I brought them to them I did not tell them what it was I said just tell me what this says and tell me if this is true and they were looking at the Hebrew documents and they both were blown away they said what are, what are you looking at where did you get this what is this and when I explained it to them then they said to me yes this is true it is there I'm seeing it with my eyes and I don't know how this can be. So let me give an example. One of the things I do in the book is I explain that Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, that, that seal this up, Daniel, seal this scroll up until the time of the end. And he says, for people will be, or men will be, uh, going to and fro over the face of the earth, and knowledge will increase. Well, you just read that in the English, and it sounds a little innocuous, you know. It's just, okay, well, that's cool. Uh, you know, things will be happening, you know, in the end times. But but that's not what it says, and I do chapters of, I break down those words in the Hebrew, and not only from Hebrew-speaking scholars, uh, people Hebrew-speaking people that I know, that I talked to and said, now tell me the nuances of these words, and not only what the Hebrew dictionaries say, but more importantly, I show you how those same words used in Daniel 12.4 are also used all the way back in the book of Genesis out of the mouth of God himself, and the English translations there pour forth the, the nuanced understanding of it, and here's what Daniel says. Now, for those listening who are saying, it doesn't say that, go read my book. You will see that it does. But I'm just doing it quickly for this brief radio interview right now. What that says 
using the same words that God uses. The same words are in Daniel 12.4, but they're translated a little nuanced in English um, uh, for us. Here's what that really says, where it says, people will be going to and fro over the face of the earth, and knowledge will increase. Here's what it really says. Multitudes, uncountable multitudes, will be circumnavigating the entire globe. And knowledge, which is where we get the word technology, will expand exponentially in the last days. Because he tells Daniel, seal this up until the time of the end. And then what he says is, he says, now, in the time of the end, uncountable multitudes will be traversing the whole globe like the earth has never seen. And there will be an explosion of technology like the earth has never seen. Okay. Well, I show in the book that that's us. That's our generation. All the scientific sites say that. All of them. And just logic and common sense. I mean, 150 years ago, we were still riding horses and horse and buggies. And, and now, 150 years later, I mean, we've, we're up in space. We've gone to the moon. We shoot deep space probes. We have interstates. We have automobiles. We have jet airplanes. We have fighter jets, nuclear weapons. On and on and on I could go. All of that has happened. It's really started in the 1950s where the, this boom just took place. And now in the last 20 years with quantum computing, Internet, cell phones, it just goes on and on, the military technology, the medical technology, the, the, the ability to search the Scriptures deeper than ever before. Well, a part of that is this, what we would call Yeshua codes, and, uh, or, or, or the Bible codes is how the uh, it, it, scientists in Israel eventually developed. The, the, with the invention of the computer, they were able to develop a, a word search program that even some of the ancient philosophers, and I've got them listed in the book, people that people would recognize. We learn about them in school, in middle school. Even they, some of them were Christians, and they believed that there was a three-dimensional code in the Bible, that we just didn't have the technology to search it. But they tried doing it by hand, and a couple of them actually found some coded words in the first few pages of Genesis. And okay, Carl, look, we've got to go to break. Um... Tell them where, you're, uh, where to find you and everything. We'll go to break. We'll come back. And then, yeah, I can't wait to hear the rest. Okay, good. You can find me at carlgallops.com. And if you will put carlgallops.com slash protocol, you can see the book's website. And there's an example illustration there. There are 40 illustrations like that. But the one on that webpage will blow you away by itself. carlgallops.com slash protocol. Plus, you can yes. read inside the book 63 pages, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, this is a book of many treasures. You've got to get this book. It will blow you away. It did me. It really did. I thought, well, okay, here's another Carl's book, and, and it's going to be good, but I didn't expect it to be like it is. Okay, well, i got to go to break before I get in trouble. All right, we'll be back in just a little bit, folks. Go away, Pastor Dan will be right back. What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important information in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? Would you tell them? Well, most would. 
So what is the most important information in the world to all people, nations, and languages? The most important thing to do is to receive Jesus. But the most important thing not to do is don't take the mark of the beast. Because those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are eternally tormented in hell. Revelation 14:11 says, The smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image, or whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. But how do you tell them? Give them the book, miss the mark. If they'll read this simple, thin, easy-to-read book, they will never take the mark of the beast. One for twenty, but don't do that. We offer them a shrink-wrap sets of ten to give away. One set of ten for thirty, two sets forty-five, four sets seventy at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com. In this time of the social and spiritual breakdown of America and the world, in these prophetic end times, God is calling multitudes of Christians to the Ozarks and other safe havens around the world to survive so they can spread the gospel. The Ark Haven Intentional Neighbors Vision is to prepare Christians physically, mentally, and spiritually for these end times. Thousands are coming to the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas and Missouri, where even the CIA says it's one of the safest places on earth. The Intentional Neighbors concept allows Christian neighbors to own adjacent land to each other so they can aid and help each other. The community is exploding with nurses, a doctor, and other professionals as well as many others. If you cannot afford to buy a house, you can rent a house. Call 479-502-1789. That's 479-502-1789. Or visit arkhaven.org. That's arkhaven.org. Tell them Pastor Dan sent you. back. This is Pastor Dan Catlin. You're listening to Messiah's Man's Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Well, folks, we'll get right back with Pastor Carl. He's telling us a great story about Torah Cudge. It ain't a story. It's the truth. But just let me reemphasize. We really do need your help for donations for Messiah's Branch for the Mission Church because... Whenever we get to the holiday season, you know, donations drop because people, they got more expenses or whatever. And it doesn't usually come back up until people get their income tax filed. So we're kind of in a funny little area. So pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. All donations, no matter what size, helps. And the Father notices all donations that come from where? In your heart, of course. If you don't wish to help with the poor, consider a donation for Radio Airtime. You can donate online, mail a check or money order, use a cash app, call, give a donation over the phone, many different ways. Find all the information where? ProfitCR.com. Now we're back with Pastor Carl. Are you still there? Yes, I am, brother. You want me to keep going? Oh, yes. Just truck on. I want to hear more. <laughs> okay. We were, yeah, we were talking about uh, Daniel 12.4. And what it really, really says and what it really, really means according to the nuanced words of Hebrew, and all of this is documented in the book from scholarship, from, from, you know, from experts in the Hebrew language, especially the ancient language. But anyway, uh, so I was also talking about Bible codes. You asked me to talk about that, the Yeshua codes and the ELS. That means equidistance letter spacing. So even the ancients 
Ancient philosophers and scientists believe this somehow, if this really is the Word of God, it must be multidimensional, because God is multidimensional. His Word is. Now, the surface text that we read and preach and teach from, that's good enough. That's good enough. From that, we can know about salvation. We can know the God's plan of the ages. We can know how to live for Him. That's all we need. But God told Daniel six, four, five, six hundred years before the Christ that in the time of the end, the scroll of Revelation would be unsealed and in the days when uncountable multitudes were traversing the earth and technology was exploding. Well, that's us. There's been no generation before us, none, that fits that bill except us. Now, so what's happened? Well, the computer was born. Internet was born. Instantaneous information communication services. Now, information like what's in the Yeshua code, some of what's in the Yeshua, the, well, the Yeshua protocol, the book that I wrote, um, has been around since the beginning of the Word of God. But yet, we're the only generation that can take it, put it in a book like mine. People see it, they go, oh my gosh, and they jump on the Internet and they spread it to the whole world. Then the whole world sees it. And if anybody in the world wants to get the book and see it and read it and see all the research, they can do it. No generation before us has ever been able to have this kind of knowledge, and that's exactly what God told Daniel would happen. Now, how does the Yeshua Code program come into this? Well, I told you it, 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 it involves me firsthand. Let me explain. So uh, Michael Drosnan wrote the books in the 1990s, I think it was. I, I don't remember. It's all in my book. But, but I, I read it. It was called The Bible Code. And he wrote two, three books, and I've got them all. But anyway, they're great books. They showed you this whole system and what was born and how computer programs written by Israeli scholars were finding out that there were indeed two and three dimensions at least to the Word of God, and that they were finding all kinds of unbelievable revelations right there in the Word. And so he wrote this book. Now, some of it is really good, really, really, really good. Some of it is conjecture and speculation. He goes off the deep end a little bit about being able to forecast the future. And, you know, he's, he's a Jewish guy. He's not a believer in Christ. He's, he's very secular, even in his own life, and all of that's in the book. But the bottom line is, truth is truth, and what is before your eyes is before your eyes. So here's what happened. I'm reading the book, and I come across a whole section on Daniel 12.4. Well, that fascinated me, because I've been preaching forever that it was a prophecy of our day. And so I, I read it, and I see something there. And I said, oh my gosh, that can't be. And I kept reading, and I saw it. And, and so this was in the 90s, brother. Well, in the meantime, I had been to Israel. I had made really good friends with our tour guide. He and I kept in communication. In fact, he brought a tour of Jewish people to New York in the United States. After they left, he called me and said, hey, I'm still in the States. I want to come to your home in Florida. We're such good friends now. Could I do that? And this was in early 2000s. I said, of course you can. Come. So, so he came and stayed several days with me and my wife in our home. We had a blast. But one of the things I did, I sat him down, I said, I need your help. I said, I understand Hebrew, I've got a degree in it, etc., but I don't speak it as a native language like you. I don't understand all the nuances of all the words like, like we have in English and like you have in Hebrew. I said, I want to show you something. I'm not going to tell you what it is or the book or the author or what it's about, but I just want you to read this block of Hebrew words. So I showed him this block of words. Now, Michael Drosnan, and there's a reason for it, 
all of the spaces are taken out and any punctuation or anything. There's no punctuation in the actual Hebrew language, but it's just a, a running of letters. But if you look at it, you'll see it's, it's actual Hebrew text. And he read it and he said, yeah, this is unbelievable. He said, yeah, I don't know why there's space like this. There's no spaces between the words. But this comes from our Hebrew scriptures. It comes from Daniel chapter 12. I said, exactly. I said, what verse is that? And I put my finger. He said, that's verse 4. Uh, and then he quotes it back to me. And I said, well, you're right. I said, but I want you to see something. So I turned the page, and Michael Drosnan had circles around each letter of that verse, but then coming down at, 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 a, at a straight uh, uh, vertical angle down from the beginning of that sentence was, were, were squares. And, and they encircled, they encompassed other letters. And so it's like a, it, it's like a code is there going down through the text. No way you could have found it uh, except maybe a computer program. And so, <laughs> and so it's in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. And I told, I, I told my, my friend from Israel, I said, so you see this? And his jaw hit the floor. And he said, what is this? Where did you get this? <laughs> and I said, well, well, brothers, I'll tell you that later, but just help me. Tell me, what does that say in those squares, that word that's connected to that verse? He said, this can't be. This is impossible. And, and I said, well, just tell me, what does it say? But I knew what the, Michael Drosnan said that it says, and, but, but he confirmed for me. He said, it says right here in Daniel 12:4, where it says, seal it up to the time of the end. People will be going to and fro over the face of the earth, and knowledge or technology will increase. And he says, now these words going down that you could not see, except now that you've got them in, in squares, these words say, it will be done with computer. And, I mean, there it is in the book of Daniel. In the verse that talks about the explosion of technology and how everything will be revealed, there are words that say, it will be done with computer. Now, when I said, are you sure it says that? He said, absolutely. I, I know this. Hebrew is my language. I'm looking at it, but I can't believe it. There's no way you could see this without some kind of computer program. And yet it says this unveiling will be done with computers. He said, but i got to tell you something else. He said that word computer was not invented until the 1950s in the Hebrew language. He said Daniel could not have known that word. He said, but there it is. And he said Daniel could not have encoded that in there because he wouldn't have known the word. And he's just telling the story of what the angel revealed to him. So how could he have implanted this phrase that says it will be done with computers? He said this is unbelievable. What is this? So then I explained the whole book. Well, for your audience, very quickly, that's one example. I use another one in Isaiah 53, and that's all. I mean, I, I'm not making this book about the, the, the Yeshua codes, but I'm just showing people this is the kind of stuff that is being revealed in these last days. And that just scratches the surface, brother, when we get into quantum mechanics and, and we get into the ancient Hebrew letters and how Genesis 1-1 paints pictures that go all through the Scriptures, all through the Gospels, and end with the book of Revelation, there are pictures in Genesis 1-1 made by the original Hebrew letters that the Bible was written in. It's called Paleo-Hebrew. That, that demonstrate the Word of God throughout and demonstrate that Jesus is the Creator. 
And not only that, but I show how they act. That first verse actually connects to all three of the crucifixion passages in the Old Testament. That is Isaiah 53, Psalm 22, and Zechariah chapter 12. Isaiah 53, he was pierced for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. Uh, Psalm 22, behold, they have pierced my hands and my feet. They gamble for clothing under my feet. They surround me. They say he saved others. Let him save himself. Zechariah 12, God says, and on that day you will look upon me whom you have pierced. But you will mourn for him as an only son. All three of what I call those crucifixion passages use the word pierced. He was pierced. He was pierced. He was pierced. I am pierced. It is me that was pierced. And all three of those, including some from the Psalms and some from the book of Hebrews, all three of those go back to Genesis 1 and tie indirectly, tie directly into Genesis 1 with the same pictures that we find in Genesis 1, we also find in those crucifixion passages. It is mind-blowing when you see it with your own eyes. And so I say in the book, I say, look, you can pass this off as coincidence, but like my friend from Israel, it's there before your eyes. So what are you going to do with it? You can just say, oh, that's just a coincidence. But if you read my whole book, you'll see that there are hundreds of, quote, coincidences like that throughout the Scriptures. How can this be? How can this be, brother? And as you said, that's just one of about a dozen revelations that are in this book of treasures. Yeah, amen. Um, yeah, it, it's completely mind-blowing. You know, first off, let's, I want to go back to, to the, and I keep calling Torah codes, because somebody sent me a back on a floppy disk, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, and it was. And they called it Torah codes or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't quite figure it out, so I didn't do much with it. Well, I, I know why I didn't, because then in came a whole bunch of stuff about the fortune telling and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. And so I just put it away. I didn't do anything with it, I just put it away. But th this letter spacing, though, is, is just really real. They're, they did tests. They said that it's impossible. Or, yep. Well, they gave the statistics, which is... Statisticians, scientists, yes, uh, yeah. scholars, language scholars. They said it's impossible. Yeah, yeah that, it, that it was impossible. Some astronomical number, you know what I mean, for it yes. to be possible. Um, and so it's just there. But there is so much else that goes with it. Like you said, let's say one was a coincidence, but there's just too many. And so this well, had to be written by a divine author back to you. Yeah, no, well, not only that, brother, but think about it. So statisticians say it's impossible, scientists say it's impossible, computer program writers say it's impossible, but there it is. But more importantly, I'm sitting in my living room with my friend who uh, speaks Hebrew as his first language, and he's not a scientist. He's not a language scholar. He's a brilliant man and a high-ranking official used to be in the, in the IDF, but... He says, this is impossible that I'm looking at this because, number one, it's coded. There's no way anybody could see it until we had computers. Number two, the code says the revelation will be done by computers. Number three, number three, Daniel didn't even know the word computer. Nobody on the planet, and especially the Hebrew people, knew it until the 1950s. And, and he's... Then we invented that word because of the technology, but that word was in the book of Daniel for 2,500 years. There it is. It's always been there. And you see, this is the supernatural angle of this. It's God is showing off for us 
<laughs> you know the word. I show another one of my chapters. I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. Yeah, another one of my chapters. I I disclose twenty four or more verses in the Bible, wherein God says, and I'm going to just paraphrase and cram them all together. I delight, says the Lord, to hide mysteries and then unveil them for my children so that they will know that I am the Lord. I delight when my children seek my mysteries and I unfold them. Listen, by the time we get to the New Testament, we hear Paul say about 13 times, I think it is, Behold, I'll tell you the mystery of salvation. Behold, I'll tell you the mystery of the church. Behold, I'll tell you the mystery of Christ in you. Behold, I'll tell you the mystery hidden from the ages. Behold, I tell you the mystery. At the last trumpet, we will all be changed. Behold, and he uses the word mystery, mystery, mystery. And he says, it is now revealed in their day at the first coming of Jesus Christ. So, I mean, and the Bible says that. God delights in that. Why? Because he hides stuff for his children. But then when it's revealed, we worship him because we say, oh, my gosh, I didn't need to have that. I, I still love Jesus and believe in him and serve him and worship him, whether or not he did that. But he did it, and now I see there's no way to deny it. It's right in front of my eyes. It's been there for thousands of years, and it's been revealed to us. And so now we understand this word is true. It is God's word. He is on his throne. He is in control. He does know what he's doing, and he's showing us. He's showing off, if you will, in a sweet, fatherly way. He knows what he's doing, and we must trust in him. He's got this. Amen. I, I do have something to say about all this. Folks, if you look at this book, you know, we're living in an age where um, science is explaining everything or trying to, or they make it seem so, and we can make you live longer. We can do all these things, wonderful things. But, you know, not to be counteracted, here comes a long guy like Carl Gallops and takes their science and puts it, it to, where do you read the book, folks? When he explains the, uh, like the entanglement and the light and the different things that all come together, their science um, proves the Bible. It absolutely does, without a doubt. And, Carl, you've got it all there, and you call it a download. Well, amen. I praise the Father. I I, I know you're going to keep getting more, but there's just so much in this book. I call it the book of many treasures because it has so many, but they're all interwoven, you know, uh, from the first to the last. And like I said, the dialogue at the first and the last, well, by the time you get to the last of the dialogue, you you basically have the understanding of how all that was possible, yeah. and it makes it believable. And to me, it just it, it just blew me away. I really, literally, like I said, I wanted to bang my head on the wall a couple of times because I couldn't believe what I was reading. Back to you. Thank you, brother. I, it was a download. I mean, I I've, <laughs> I've had so many people read it and say. I was there. In my spirit, I was there. I saw it with my eyes, and then they said, but I didn't. I was just reading your book. I said, I know. I know. But that's been a huge part of my ministry, is not to take away the supernatural, of course, but to show you science upholds supernatural. Uh, God created quantum mechanics. God created the multiple dimensions. God created time and space. He created time travel. He created portals. I mean, 
the Word of God tells us that. Now science confirms that all of these things are potentially possible or have been proven to be possible. And, and so all I did was just put it together in everyday language and just explain how Jesus just came and went from various portals and various dimensions. And he showed himself and, and, and then he would reveal and he would do things. And the disciples said, oh, my gosh, Lord, it's you. And, you know, and, and, and so it's just real. It's like you're there. And, yes, the supernatural occurs, but like you said, but now we get it. It's, it's not like it's always a thunderbolt from the heavens and, and, and a lightning flashing and, you know, and we're dreaming and then we wake up and then it's like we've been smoking dope or something. No, it's not like that. <laughs> it's just everyday life, but Jesus is the creator of all things and in him all things hold together. So he just manipulates the quantum particles. He manipulates the, the portals and the dimensions and everything yeah, to that's... just walk us through with him. And by the time you read the book, you'll say, oh my gosh, I felt like I was right there. And it all makes sense. Yeah, it, it is literally mind-blowing how all that fits together. What, you know, thinking about this, you know, you said, well, you you put a lot of things in it that you, you know, you gained over the years, but... Then it had, but then it just all came together. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what what's partially mind blowing. I, I mean, I'm going, hey, wait a minute, there's still hope for some of that junk I learned. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> that I didn't think I had any use for. But no, it's it, it's really fantastic, Carl. It, it it's a book of many treasures. Uh, I don't. You know, I, I thought I said that about the last book, but I, I don't know. This is going to be a hard book to talk, but I believe that you'll do it. And, you know, the other part of it is is I do I like to see the traces of Zev in it, you know. Um, I really like Zev, and, and he yeah, me too. But, uh, uh, amen, yeah. Yeah, and for the record, his book really blew me away, too. He had oh, a lot of yeah. good stuff in that. Um, Isn't I'm that good? To, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get in touch with him right now. I want to have him on radio. Okay, you've, you've got all the information to get a hold of him, don't you? Because I can, I, I can do it for you if you can't. You, um, well, I sent him. I, I, had, I don't know if his email still valid. I sent him an email, but I don't. I didn't. I don't. It might have been a bad timing. I hadn't got an answer yet. But if you got his email again, you could send it back to me, and I'll email him. Yeah. Or, you know. Well, uh, let me let me explain something. Uh, Zev and I communicate almost daily, so yes, yeah. I do have an email. But uh, I can tell you that sometimes he goes all throughout the land of Israel, and sometimes he's in places where his cell phone just does not connect, and he stays in places two or three days. So the last email I sent him, it's been two days, and I haven't heard a word from him. So that's, oh. what, that's what he's doing right now. But I will let him know that you are trying to get a hold of him. Yeah, if you want, give him the, the email that I use with you. Um, yeah. It, because it's it's got a filter on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I used to use my, for everybody out there, I used to use ELCM at messiahsbranch.org, and I still use it. But I have, I now get like 600 or 700 emails yeah. a day at that. And so I've got a different email that's kind of filtered, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got the same thing. Yep, same problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I never thought about it at the time when I started doing that, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but uh, amen. Okay, so uh, you really gave us some great stuff. Well, we've got about three minutes left. What do you? How do you want to use it? Well, let me just say this then. If all we have is three minutes, uh, God's people, children of God, uh, believers, born again believers, take heart. 
I know, listen, we're living the most prophetic times since the first coming of Jesus. We don't know the day or the hour. I don't set decks. Pastor Dan doesn't set decks. But here's the bottom line. If, if we are the generation that's going to see the coming of the Lord, if we are, then think how important what we're doing right now is. And even if we're not, it can't be many generations away. I mean, think about Noah when he was building the ark. That was over several, several generations before he got it built. So he just throughout the generations was just preaching and preaching and warning and warning. And so even if the Lord doesn't return in our lifetimes, it's going to be soon because of the explosion of technology. The exp- Israel is back. Jerusalem is back. I mean, on and on we could go through the prophecies, and here we are. So I'm saying we're living in very important times, and God is trusting us with his word. So don't, don't fret. God knows what he's doing. That's the reason in the Yeshua protocol he reveals all this stuff so we know he's in control. He always has been. And we can see it in science, we can see it in geography, we can see it in the Word, we can see it in the supernatural realm, we can see it. And so God's got this. So keep up, keep, keep your head up, our redemption draws nigh, just keep the faith, fight the fight, finish the race, and keep the faith. That's what I would say to your audience. Yeah, amen and amen. Well, you know, let's go like this. You know, where you said, yes, there's so many bad, strange things that that are happening that are to us are scary or whatever, but each one of those, the Bible discusses how bad it will get. So, you know, every day that it gets better, it gets worse, it's actually getting better because we're just that much closer to that baby being born, which is Yeshua HaMashiach, when, you know, just like a mother in labor, at the final push, it's going to be Yeshua and not something bad, you know, absolutely. 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 Well, Carl, uh, I guess I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you go a little early. Um, uh, I got so I'm gonna talk to him about the yeah, yeah. church anyway. But yeah. you were such a blessing to me. Uh, you really are. I want you to know that you are a blessing to me. I and enjoy you having you on radio, and it's a blessing to the people. Well, and me too. The, the blessing back at you and your audience is amazing, and I love you guys. So I just pray that this year um, is just a powerful year for the kingdom. And thanks for having me on tonight. I love you, Pastor Dan. All right. Well, I love you too, Carl. Thanks for being on. You you be bu- goodbye and be blessed. I will. God bless you. All right. Folks, that was Pastor Carl Gallops, of course. Um, and you can find him, find, <coughs> find him, talk straight at <laughs> CarlGallops.com, CarlGallops.com. All his books and everything are over there. And so, really, uh, go over there and get this book, Yeshua Protocol. It is a book of many treasures. It it explains, it ties everything together. Well, not everything, but a lot of stuff together that your mind will be blown. If it isn't, you'd let me know, and I want to know how it isn't. Okay, next week. You know, folks, I told you I was going to start having another guest on there. You heard me. I'm trying to get Zeb Porat on right now. Next week, we have uh, Robert Spencer on. His forthcoming book is uh, called Who Lost Afghanistan? But he's written other books. You know, he has a book called, uh, what is it? Oh, it's called Jihad Watch. I'm sorry I'm sitting here looking at it. It's called Jihad Watch. It's jihadwatch.org. You need to go over there and check that out. He'll be on with me at 7 p.m. Central next uh, week. And But we're going to have guests back with us. We're like, I'm going to have Joel Richardson back on with us. And I know I feel so sorry for Joel because he was on with me, I think it was like four times, three or four times. And every time he came on in a row, 
uh, re- the uh, computer messed up or something messed up, and so it was a messed up interview. I haven't had any problems, as you can see, with Carl and Michael Snyder. Everything is going well. We're going to have um, Spencer on next week, and we'll get uh, Joe Richardson back on. We've had Stan Johnson on. We haven't had any problems with him, except for when he forgot to turn his microphone out um, that time. But other than that, so we've had some pretty good luck with radio, and this is talk radio. So. Uh, i got to get out of here. Pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. We really do need your help. If nothing else, support us with Talk Radio. We really do need your help. And we even need like an icebox over to Mission Church because it blew up over the holidays. But remember, remember, there is only one true God. He is your Father. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for repented sins, and he rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is the way of the Father. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, because praying for the peace of Jerusalem is praying for Yeshua's return, because there's never going to be any real peace, whether it's in Jerusalem or anywhere else, until he does return. Lord our God, Father King Universe, asking Yeshua Hamashiach's name, that, Father, you would please bless and keep them, and that your face would shine upon them, and that you would be gracious to them, and give them peace like no one or nothing else can. Until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch.